Hey everyone, thanks for stopping by for the OG Crew's final episode of The Phoenix and the Chief. I'm your host, Sergeant Stanford, talking with General Walker and Chief Chaddock, your Phoenix and Chief. We're going to pack a lot into this final podcast, so let's get started. For the last time, over to you, Phoenix. Well, you turned that on me, Amanda. You're making me get all, all sentimental. I'm verklempt. Uh, hey, this morning, I sat down here and I thought about just some of the things that we've accomplished since Chief and I arrived in the middle of December. You know, the, the LSA is almost probably 40% more than it was cool. when we showed up. There was no perimeter around it. All these HESCOs and T-walls, and now they're putting in the fence. Opstown was just a mess. It, it was a soup sandwich. It was a soup sandwich out at Opstown. And, you know, now we don't spend any time really doing anything with Opstown. The, the gang over at Opstown runs Opstown. Absolutely. And they got, they got two fighter squadrons over there running in Opstown. And we've had more than two fighter squadrons run through the base in the last couple of months. Yeah, that's right. Look at what we've done with the LSA ECP. What an emotional event yep. that was. Think, of, think, about, think about food services. The elusive Wi-Fi. How about Wi-Fi? Think about Wi-Fi has gotten Wi-Fi. better. And not only Wi-Fi, but our, our cell phones. Remember your cell phones like didn't work at all. Cell phone coverage here was terrible. Absolutely. Back in December. And actually cell phone coverage here is pretty pretty great now. Yeah. We still can't flush toilet paper. We're still working on that. We still can't flush baby wipes. We still can't flush baby wipes. We're still working on that. Some things are a tough nut to crack. We haven't paved everything yet. You're still trudging through the, the dust and the rocks. Kicking rocks and flip flops to go shower. Yep. Just to get your feet dirty again when you come out. You know, and look at look at how we have managed our evolution into quarantine. You know, this morning we got 525 people in quarantine. All of this, and this is just tip of the iceberg. But in, in the just in the name of brevity, you know, we've done all of this for establishing combat operations, projecting combat air power for CENTCOM and for the Department of Defense. You know, we did our first combat mission from PSAB in almost 17 years. We flew that on the 8th of January. And that seems like... Seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? I mean, it was only five months ago. It seems like five years ago. But we've had agile combat employment. The ICTs. We've had ICTs and hot Integrated combat turn. Yep. That's, a, that's a phrase that the security forces guy has learned, integrated combat term. Yep. And, and all of the partnering that we've done with our RSAF counterparts in the air, on the ground, planning, uh, executing air operations, it's been pretty remarkable. And I guess the, the big takeaway for me is I'm just proud of, of what we've done. I'm proud of how we've developed the base physically. I'm proud of how we've developed ourselves professionally. And I'm left with this sentiment that we've been true to our team, we've been true to our families, and we've been true to ourselves. And if there was something I would ask that you go do is as you wrap up your rotations here and you've done your comprehensive handoff, and that's go home and tell the story of what you did at PSAP. Absolutely. Everybody's got their own version of what PSAB was or potentially was not to them. 
Each person has had their own successes as well as their struggles. Uh, I know for me, I echo the boss's sentiment on the things that we've accomplished. And as a first tour, as a command chief, I couldn't ask for a better wing commander, but I couldn't ask for a better support system for my fellow uh, E-9s, command sergeant majors, sergeant majors, and chiefs, uh, as well as the entire enlisted force. I'm a better person for having known each of you. Thanks, Chief. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to steal the mic now and go venture into quarantine land, into the DMZ tent, and then I'll sign back on with the with the new wing commander. So I'll be right back. Okay, so we're in the DMZ tent, and I'm here with Brigadier General Evan Pettis, a good friend of mine, who we, the two of us have known each other for going on four years now? Yeah, four years. So you were the Lake and Heath wing commander when I was the Insulik wing commander, and we were able to meet up over many... MLRs and commanders conferences up in Ramstein together. It was it was really rough, red traveling to Germany to uh, to come together and uh, advance the security of the European theater. Yep, boy, isn't that isn't that the truth? We've been doing our handoff now for almost a week. I think we got all of that behind us. Now it's just a matter of getting you guys out of quarantine and out and about to to meet the folks and see the sights. Yes, I, I've got to say the uh, the handoff has been spectacular. We've been able to take this time in quarantine to deep dive the uh, issues here at uh, Prince Sultan Air Base. And wow, what an impressive operation that this team has built uh, almost from nothing. Really, really impressive. With that, brother, I just wanted to take the opportunity to, to hand off the reins virtually to you. You know, our, our change of command is going to be this Friday afternoon. I'm glad that I'm handing off the team to such a wonderful friend and officer and I know you're going to love it here there's a lot of challenges there's a lot of rewards but it's just a great great place to lead a team conducting a combat mission well this is really special for me not only special because being in this area of responsibility with the, the sacred charge we have uh, supporting airmen in combat operations uh, is an incredible honor but like you said handing off from a good friend is uh, it's really neat. And let me, let me uh, take the time to congratulate you on what you and your team have accomplished here. I am absolutely amazed and a little bit intimidated. Uh, you, you guys have really done some amazing things. I look forward to, to advancing the, uh, the resiliency and uh, combat capability of the base and moving that ball forward uh, off of what you guys started. Thanks, brother. Hey, wish you and the team all the best, and we'll be, we'll be keeping a, a close eye and cheering you on quietly from the other side of the world. Well, thanks, Red. Give us a great run and start. Hey, welcome back, boss. What do you say we go over and visit those guys, the 44th Expeditionary Fighter Squadron, a.k.a. the Vampire Bats, specifically with the 44th Aircraft Maintenance Unit, Kadena Air Base, in the Lambs that is chilling like a villain. (laughs) Aircon, baby. Man, CE has cooled off that huge structure We're going to go in there and talk to those guys. Want to go? Yeah, let's roll. Hop. Hey, good afternoon. We're out here at Lambs 2 now with Tech Sergeant Meek. So you're here deployed from uh, Kadena Air Force Base. And you were there for how, have been there for how long? About a year and a half now. And you've been working on Eagle Jets for how long? About 10 years now. 10 years you've been working Eagle Jets. Yes, sir. So this is your baby. My baby, yep. And so after the F, after this assignment, you're going to graduate and start working on F-16s? Is that right? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so 
We are here in LAMS 2 doing what with this F-15? Uh, yes, sir. So we're the phase inspection uh, section. Uh, essentially, every 400 hours, we rip this thing apart. We do in-depth inspections that the fly line's unable to perform just due to time. Generally, they take anywhere from nine days down to seven days. It all depends on what we find. Okay. Uh, essentially, this is where all the technicians come. Uh, we all assign them different areas. The technicians know this one area inside and out, so therefore they're not trying to keep track of the whole jet. Yeah. So we have it one through six, okay. all different broken up between the jet. In every clipboard, they have their work cards they actually go through. Okay. And these are just a summarized version of them just to kind of keep track of where they've been. The TOs in general have the more in-depth inspection of it. So once you flip that page, you'll get to the FOD looks before we send the air to QA. And for what's their FOD stand for? Foreign object damage, okay. uh, anything, rocks, metal, anything that could uh, possibly cause damage inside. Okay. So that's just for before we send it to QA. So the first four days, we do inspection of it. Generally, we won't fix them in those first four days. So we need to get our inspection done, get all parts on order if they are bad, and then come back and fix our minor discrepancies. Got it. So you tear it apart, you inspect everything, you figure out what you need to fix, and then you fix her, and then you put her back together. Yes, sir. And then you give it back to the guys on the flight line. Yes, sir. And then what do they do with it? They fly her. <laughs> All right, so, so where are you going to show me on the airplane? Um, it, it's up to you, sir. If you want to take a walk around, uh, we he's can never, just... He's never seen an F-15 before. All right, so real jet. I, I, the only time I've ever seen an F-15 jet is when I have my pipper on it. You know, I look at this, and this airplane is... This, this particular airplane is, what, like 35 years old? It's older than me. Yeah. And you look at how complicated this is and the technology that's in it. It's a 35-year-old airplane, which means a 45-year-old technology. And I just go, America. <laughs> right? Yes, sir. The fact that it's still going, it means something. Yeah. That's really cool. Hey, guys. Just want to close this out by saying thanks for what you guys are doing out here. Uh, you know, without uh, aircraft maintainers... Pilots are nothing but dudes with cool glasses and leather jackets. Uh, so thanks for all the effort that you're putting into keeping these airplanes going. And and without uh, without you guys, we can't do any combat uh, air power projection. So uh, thanks for thanks for all your effort there. Absolutely, boss. I I couldn't said it better. And uh, since we've been here for about seven months and we're wrapping this thing up. Uh, Brigadier General Walker, I'd like to thank you for giving me my first opportunity to be a command chief. I look forward to uh, making you proud in the years to come. Uh, thanks for allowing me to learn and be by your side. Uh, thanks to all the great enlisted members and the officers here in the Prince Sultan Air Base. Uh, we have truly built a base in the middle of a desert. We sure have. Yeah, and thanks to you, Chief. I mean, it was, what, it was about... Uh eight months ago I just called you kind of out of the blue you were halfway across the country and I said hey pack your bags you're coming with me uh, so thanks for your selfless service uh, and I know you're going to do great things as the second bomb wing command chief in uh, in Bossier City Louisiana cool cool and I know you're going to have fun in your five-sided uh, palace yeah. that you're going to at the Pentagon it'll be great and Amanda this is going to be your last one too isn't it yes sir all right so close us out Thanks for allowing me to be part of this journey with you, General Walker and Chief Chaddock. Um, it's been my pleasure to host this podcast. It's helped me grow as an NCO and a broadcaster. And thanks to all our loyal listeners. Signing off for the last time. Until next time, you stay sandy, peace, Ev, and stay cool.